Hello, hello, folks, and welcome back to another episode of Covered It. This is a podcast brought to you by Quack Golf. My name is Patrick, and I am joined today by Ben and Scott. Ben, how are you doing? Very good, Patrick. Uh, good to be back. The sun is shining. My girlfriend's just gone to New York for 10 days. I'm going home to Ireland to play golf. I'm excited. Ooh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Not that Hopefully I don't enjoy it. spending time with her and all, but I'm excited Hopefully to be back. Hopefully doesn't listen to that. Yeah. Um, Scotty, too hotty. How are you doing? Pash, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I was just about to say, I'm willing to bet it's probably a high chance that Nefeli doesn't <laughs> listen to this podcast. So there's, I'd say that she's not going to hear it anyway. Well, yes, so yesterday she was packing for New York and I walked into the room and Kip Popert was talking. So she was she was committed to oh, it. Yeah. Oh, unless she was she on FaceTime be, to him. She must be really bored. <laughs> <laughs> um, folks, we are two majors into our golfing season. The year is flying by, um, but we will get into that down the line um we'll start off with the shout outs as always um i'm actually going to start with an apology um this time it's to scott it's to robert mccann mcmanamy oh i'm gonna have to apologize for that now. <laughs> Rob, Rob, Rob he's our he's our um the legend that is our barton cup um uh manager and um he was he he was deeply offended on a previous podcast where he thinks that i referred to him as an owl lad <laughs> um, so he likes to think of himself as a, as a young gun. So apologies there, Rob. Um, but uh, don't worry, you're sound out. Um, also, Rob, like I'm new to this podcast stuff. You give me a break, Rob. Like you know, what what age is he? Because just because some guy, <laughs> someone, just because someone argues that's, that they're young doesn't make them young. Sorry, Rob. That's not something. That's <laughs> not something I would be willing to guess on the podcast. Mm. Rob's age. <laughs> don't worry, Rob. I'll introduce you to Ben. To Ben. Um. And okay, obviously there's going to be a shout out to La Rogel. Um, what a comeback from Vig Raj. You're on the I was, French. I I was again watching it in a in a South Dublin pub and nearly got boxed. Um, <laughs> cheering on Raj. Uh, geez, I thought it was over after the first ten minutes. For a for a golden age of Irish rugby, one Heineken Cup in twelve years, not a great return. <sighs> We're going not just there. I'm not just digging at Leinster. That's all provinces. Only one Heineken Cup in twelve years, or whatever. It's over a decade anyway. Yeah, not great. Yeah, well, Leinster hadn't won it. Haven't won it now in six, is it? Yeah, and then I don't it's know when their one before that was. Yeah, just saying, lads, pull yeah. your finger out. Yeah, on that on that one, Shani, I'll 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 bandwagon that and I'll, I'll <laughs> shout out an apology to Richie Killeen. Um who another good friend of the the pod? Sorry for I was watching the match with him and the the abuse I gave him um, <laughs> for Leinster bottling it was yeah it was fairly heavy so apologies Richie but uh, they did bottle it so no yeah. worries um any more shout outs anyone yeah I, there, oh sorry go for it. there's just been a, a few rumors of a few members uh, down at Bearhaven. So I'm just wondering, should we set a WhatsApp group up for all the non-playing members for when the captain's prize is on? Because there could be a big oh, showing. That poor nine-hole close course won't know the traffic that's going to hit it when we all show up. Um, you've you've inspired a generation here. Clinton, um, Clinton yeah. and Harvey, two friends of the pod. Clinton, Sweetenham, David Harvey, friends of the pod have joined yeah, Bearhaven. Who knows who else is down there? So um, Hurley's captain's... Shout out to David Hurley. <laughs> One of those 2021, the captain's prize was on... Uh... Is it, a ni- is it 20th. a nine hole? Is it nine hole with camper van parking on site? Nice, nice, so very good. Very bring good. your bring the family, Tony Fino kind of vibe. Mm. Speaking of Tony Fino, um, 
we've had a theft in my stable. Um, so last week I, I thought theft. that I had dropped Tony Fino for a promotion of John Murphy to my stable, but um, apparently Scott is claiming that he picked John Murphy to live in his stable the week before, and I'm deeply upset about it. It's nearly as bad as the famous um, the famous Shergar theft. Um, back in 1983, what, at the height see, of the troubles. What do, you, what do you know about that, Johnny? So at the height, of, uh, in fairness, I actually do know a little bit about Sugar. I watched a really good documentary on RTE on it a few years ago. It, it's really interesting. It's it's uh, it's actually still virtually unsolved. So yeah. in 1983, at the height of the troubles, Ireland faced a truly mysterious crime that remains virtually unsolved. Sugar, a beloved thoroughbred ho- racehorse worth over 15 million, was kidnapped from his stable in County Kildare by a gang of machine gun-wielding men in Balaclavas, Scott. For for all the listeners who... What do you have to say for yourself, Scott? For all the listeners, yes, he is reading that off of something. He doesn't know anything about it. It's like me going, yeah, yeah, I know a lot about space. And me just Googling something about space and reading, space is blah, 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 (laughs) and then claiming I knew about it before. No, is I that, promise um, you, I've seen it. I've seen a documentary on Sugar. Is but that sorry, fif- sorry, fifteen million this. in in that in back then's currency or like today's value? Like yeah, have we have we three value. adjusted for inflation? Three value. Have we priced in <laughs> inflation. inflation and all that? That's, like, imagine like, that what would be worth the, there. Do you know the scene in the guard where Brendan Gleeson is just going street value? That's street value. <laughs> uh, but sorry, the, uh, before this whole stable thing, and we've had this argument now twice, including the WhatsApp group. I've done this once. And I picked John initially. You didn't pick John. I haven't done it since. And you made yeah, the but... rule. You made the rule that you can, we can't have the same golfers. So that and also the fact that you're not from Harbour Heights. So John Murphy is in my stable and he won't be coming out of mine. And we asked for a judges or an adjudication on it. And Ben said, John Murphy's in my stable. So Yeah, you... but you, my, my argument is that you only kind of said, oh, if I was to pick a stable, I'd pick these lads. Whereas I is nailed that... my stable. Is that not the, the whole thing is that we were picking stables? And I picked three golfers, Shani. I know, I just didn't like the conviction out of you. you know? Look, you're both you... playing some okay. imaginary golf game in your own head. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so who's your stable, Scott? My stable is um, John Murphy. <laughs> Me? <laughs> John Murphy. <laughs> um, Kip Poppert. Popert. Popert, sorry. Scott, do you even listen, to the, even listen to the podcast? I did, I did, but I've done that like three <laughs> times since of people talking about it. I've still said it wrong every time. Sorry. Popery. Um, and uh, Victor Hovland. And I was just about to <laughs> promote off. This is getting out of hand. I was literally just about to promote Victor Hovland. Now I've got to go well, and find why didn't else. you? Why didn't you do your stable first? You asked me. So you made this stupid rule. We can't I have know. Three golfers. So I keep doing this. Okay, are my who... three golfers for now. Ben, who, who's your stable? I'm going to take the three guys that we pay to wear our stuff. Oh, yeah, okay. Any any promotion or relegation? Ooh. That would be kind of um, awkward. Imagine <laughs> if you just drop one out each week. Someone's no. not playing well, being like, well, they're, actually, the they're all playing this week in the KLM, so I'm big up the stable. I'm I'm predicting three made cuts and one top ten. Radecki was in good form last week at the US Open. I think he's going he's gonna to come good this week. I'm excited. U.S. Open qualifiers for anyone listening. He yeah. didn't play. It, yeah. Very good. Right. Well, I, I've i been robbed, so I'm just going to stick with Sahith, uh, Sanjay, and Tony Fino for now. Boring. 
what was your what was your so who were obviously Vic was one of the people who was on the edge of being promoted talk yeah. me through what you were going to do I was gonna I was gonna relegate Tony Fino and bring in Big Vic bit harsh on tone no well he didn't show up this week did he? Shani what if I bring you back a flag from the US Open with those three signatures on it what would you do that'd be pretty cool I'll see what I can do that'd be pretty cool yeah that'd be great <laughs> That would be great. Um, just explaining to like Tony. So my friend has a stable, <laughs> right? It's a sta- I know, I know. Bear with me. Bear no, with literally, me. Tony, it makes no sense to me either. It's an imaginary stable. You're not a horse, no, Tony. Remember but... Shergar? I <laughs> <laughs> heard of Shergar before. Um. Okay, so PGA. Will we get into it? Oh, yeah, we, we, should, we yeah. It is Michael Block's world, and we're all just living in it. <laughs> what the hell? What a psychopath! What was he up to? So like, so a couple of people text me, like Fred McElroy for one, text me before just being like, oh, who's your money on? <clears throat> and I basically straight up said, I don't really care about the USPGA. It's the worst major of the year. Don't know if I'll even watch it. And I'll just say, I think that was the best major we've had in the last two years. It was pretty good. Yeah. Like, in terms of excitement coming down the stretch, it went all the way to 16. I know it would have been good if Victor didn't hit the lip in the bunker, but it was still an exciting Sunday. Hole in one from Michael Block. Like everything that went on with him, there was like Rory was there, thereabouts. The course was hard. People were hitting shit shots. People were topping the ball. I just think that's everything you want in a major championship. Yes. I don't know. Does that come down to moving it in the calendar or just setting it up harder, playing it on a harder course? But honestly, if, if every major was like that, I think it would be good. My only thing with the PGA is um, it, it doesn't really have like, I know this sounds nerdy, but it doesn't have like an identity. Like you know what the U.S. Opens are, the British Opens, the Masters. Like, what is the PGA actually meant to be? Well, like the PGA is the professional. It's not run by the PGA Tour. It's run by the U.S. PGA. Yeah, and that's yeah. why the U.S. PGA. There's 20 U.S. PGA professionals playing in it. It's their championship. Yeah. And I think that's pretty cool. <laughs> that like, is cool. If you don't, if if 19 of them missed the cut and Michael Block stole the party, if none of them make the cut, then it's a little bit like, okay, it's just another weekend in America where they're playing on a tough golf course. I think it's cool yeah. to have that story because that is what differentiates it from the other majors. Yeah. Um, it would be, I just saw something about like, it would be cool if the, because the US Open kind of always goes to kind of like USA's kind of like old historic kind of traditional courses mm. it'd be cool if the PGA kind of like branched off and went to kind of like new really new courses and just kind of like young kind of new designs and stuff like that but it it just it's just it felt like a US Open to me because you just see big rough yeah yeah so I'm kind of like like what what's the story now are we just going to do that to pros all the time at the same time it was very good to see them struggling like I just love seeing the score down around what it what what one nine hundred? That's that's just good golf yeah. to watch. Did, and did you see Joel Damon's caddy went out and played it on Monday yeah, off, off tips? Like he's yeah, a he's a plus he's a scratch golfer. He plays off plus point five plus, or something. Uh, close enough to plus one. Yeah, probably yeah. plus one. Yeah. And what and he, he shot, shot? Fourteen over. Yeah, that is crazy, isn't it? Like that is it. It's I know. I always I always want that in the Olympics. You know when you. When you only watch a random sport and you're like, oh, can they just put yeah. one average guy in there to, just tell to show you how you. difficult it is? And Gino's yeah. not an average golfer. He's a very good golfer and he shot 15 over. Like I, I followed his Twitter thread and he's like, yeah, went in the rough, chipped out sideways. Like couldn't hold the green, couldn't do that. Like it was it was that cool just actually... to see the 
what the actual level of it was. Yeah. Crazy. The only one for me that I think I would have liked more was coming down like on final day was that it was just, I know Scotty finished higher up there, but there was never a point in my head where I actually thought he was in it. Like, I know, I was nervous at one stage. I thought Scotty was going to. I don't know. I was just, he'd need to go on some run here and Brooks would really need to fall apart. And then Brooks is still playing really good golf. And I know all the stuff with the bunker and Victor and, and so on, like that obviously kind of really stunted his one. But the only one for me, I, I, same with Ben, I thought it was a real good major, real good weekend. I just would have hoped that, like, say, like a Corey Connors would have kicked on or there was about three or Somewhere, four of them. Yeah. yeah. I just felt there was always going to be between the two of them. And I in know. fairness, Brooks has played good golf. So it was it, kind of like, I never thought that Brooks was going to lose, um, which was kind of. Yeah. Brooks's major record now is is ridiculous. Unreal. Um, I think he is it. Literally fifty percent of the majors he plays in, he gets a top ten now, or he's a top five or something. His his stats are getting close to Tiger. Like, can we just take him back in the PGA Tour? Pay whatever his contract payout is, and bring him back to the PGA Tour. I just want him again. I don't. I don't, a lot of people are saying. It actually doesn't really matter because you just want to see him in the mate. Like, yeah, I kind of like what Liv is doing now. It's 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 nearly built the majors up even higher because you get Cam Smith and Brooks Koepka to come back in, and you can just focus on them. You know, four yeah, that's true. Kind of big events a year, and maybe it'd be cool though. No, I see what you mean though. If you could bring Brooks back in for like the players and maybe a couple of the elevated events, but you can't you can't do that. You know, it's, yeah, because like you know, in in I'm not sure what the resolution will be with OWGR points and Ryder Cup qualification Brooks is more than definitely going to be in this year's American Ryder Cup team Yeah, but like say in two years he doesn't win one or two majors there's no way he gets into the Ryder Cup team because he doesn't have points without a pick so yeah. that does need to be fixed but that'll need to be sorted yeah Um, did you see that like Sergio the... Monday qualified into the US Open did he? yeah he, just, he played in a qualifier there yesterday oh Early. wow I knew, I knew he was at it I didn't think that he I didn't know he qualified Birdie the last to get in Wow. Wow. So I wouldn't have had Sergio for going to a Monday qualifier. That's, and I, like, there's a couple of live guys have been really petulant, and Sergio probably being one of them. So I'm actually surprised that he's bothered to do it. Like, he's made so much money. He obviously just, like, he, he loves golf and he wants to win majors. So he's willing to do it. So I think that's, that's a good thing. Yeah. Like, that shows a bit of character out of those players. We have a pet, a Sergio Garcia petulant golf story that was sent in to us, didn't we? Oh, that was so funny. Oh um, yeah, Sam McIlroy. Yeah. So uh, basically, I was actually myself and Sam when we were young buckos were caddying in the old head, and um, Sam got picked in a group with Sergio Garcia. So Sam caddied for Sergio Garcia's dad, and I was like one caddy off, like next in line, and I was back with the regular Joes, so I missed out. So Sam got like three days of golf caddying for Sergio Garcia's dad and watching Sergio play. This was like back in, I'm going to say 2007 or 8. So he would have been young, uh, young enough, Sergio. Uh, and um, I think he said that Sergio was hung over one morning because he was partying in our famous white lady nightclub. Shani, I'm going to stop you there and I'm just going to clip in Sam's voice note here and he'll tell the story because he knows That'll it. be good. That'll be good. Well, lads, um, what's the story? I have been meaning to get in touch about a story of an individual being hit by a golf ball because um, I have a good one. Um, when I was um, younger and caddying in the old head during the summer, I think it might have been about 2007 or something, um, 
the week before the open i was caddying in sergio garcia's group for like three three maybe four days um so he was there with his dad and a friend of his and i was caddying for his dad for the three days um and um one morning sergio was uh late to the tea thanks to his exploits in the white lady in Kinsale the previous night and uh, anyway, he wasn't having his best round and we got to the 12th hole, which you've already mentioned on your uh, potential best holes of uh, of Ireland. But there's sort of a false front uh, on the 12th, you, you might know. Um, so he his approach just came up, uh, landed in that sort of a grassy bunker um, just before the green and he went to chip it up and uh, it came up short and it rolled back to his feet. And as it was rolling back to his feet, he just swung at it out of annoyance and he shank bladed it um, straight into his friend's shin. And his friend like hit the deck screaming immediately, like writhing around in pain. It looked like the most painful thing ever, um, but obviously hilarious. Um, what do we want to... Was there any PGA clothing? Do we want to talk about Vic, Vic, Big Vic Hovland? And the the gear that he was wearing again, like is it is it just a genius move by Victor or Jay Lindenberg? Like is that all I, it is? Yeah, I think it's absolute genius. I think that it's just people are talking about it. There's going to be so many people out there who are like, I actually like those colors. I like that it's different. And suddenly Jay Lindenberg becomes this brand that people now chase because of how different it is. Like everything constantly changes in yeah in fashion and stuff. And you know now suddenly if new that's things. their goal, like is their goal to be a weird clothing golf brand like because if their original goal was that oh no we actually think this is a nice this is nice clothes and they've just accidentally stumbled on this and that's a big sort of brand um identity change or veer off like you know what i mean what do you think they're what do you think it was what i find it weird about them i said it before is that they don't have many other male golfers so they're very much putting all their eggs into victor's basket which works because he's finishing the top three in every major so far yeah but they don't seem to want to try to take over the golfing market in a, in a large sense. Um, yeah. Like they're primarily like ski gear and all that sort of stuff. Are they? So okay. I'm, I'm not sure what they're doing, but like some that, the, the, the yellow, orange. the orange yeah. that faded into the yellow, I can get behind yeah. orange trousers. I can get behind bright color trousers and that sort of stuff. But that shirt yeah. was looked like vomit. The big logo on the back as well. is yeah. nice. Um, but like Victor was quoted this week, he just said like, "Well, like they pay me a lot of money to wear these clothes, so I just wear it." Like he, 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 they asked him, "What does he wear off the course?" And he was like, "Yeah, a lot of blacks and greys and <laughs> yeah." Which which but, makes uh, me. Th- I think it's genius by them. Like yeah. I think it's it's you know people are talking about them. Like there's there's no way that they don't see an up like you know yeah. an uprising people liking it. Yeah, he's gonna have loads of people who are like God, I wouldn't wear that. But like they're all you know. What, what? It's going to capture so many people who are like, I love that. It's so different. It's so but weird. You know? From his from his interview where he said, look, they just pay me to wear it. Makes me think that a big brand is just going to come into him and say, we'll match the offer. And he'll be like, oh, absolutely. Exactly. Because that means I don't have to wear that shite. Wear that crap. Yeah. 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 It won't I be us, part of his, maybe. I think it's part of his identity as well, though. Like wearing all that stuff and like, maybe. But like you know, he's... Interesting to see every major. What's he wearing now? And it's like, funny seeing him go around and... smiling in some awful golf gear. But but like he's so um, into like death metal, like heavy he? metal. Yeah. What? He's a proper rocker. Like. Okay. Such, such a Nordic thing. Not wearing. I like... just love his quote about like, uh, it was a few years ago now, but they just 
they asked him what was it like or what's it like now that you've made so much money as a golfer and he just said the only difference is that it it basically means now that I can pay for extra guac in my Chipotle <laughs> oh yeah what a legend what a nice guy he's just a nice guy it was yeah. stolen from me again anyway um, that is probably enough golfy talk is it anything else from the PGA a few other bits um Brooks's brown trousers. I I d- didn't like them to start with, but actually I think they grew on me. I just think I it was them. I think it was the shoes he matched them with that di- I didn't appreciate. No, I didn't like Brooks's shoes this week. Um, no. they weren't great for me now. But I I liked the I liked the um the trouser white polo combo. What about uh, the the Nike hell. rain gear that was also all brown? Remember? Oh Scotty, yeah, Scotty and Rory wore yeah. it. Yeah, I actually kind of liked that. I yeah. liked it too. Yeah. And I was a big fan of Scotty's like yellow quarter zip he wore on day one. I think. Oh I just, yeah, I, think I don't Tommy think Scotty looks well, cool yeah. in anything though. Uh, I could get behind that. No, I I think that the I agree. I kind of go with going Jenny that yeah, I I think the clothes are cool. I don't think he overlooks that cool in it. Yeah, but he just looks like he's been given hand me downs from his bigger brother every time he puts on anything. <laughs> his his bigger brother Tiger Woods. <laughs> he's always like I, you never see any other golfer with so much Tiger Woods stuff. Yeah, all the content. Yeah, it's funny seeing him. He is Tiger. Wood, he is Tiger Woods blades, and he wears Tiger Woods hats and shoes, shoes and everything. everything. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, that he wears. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Sorry. I didn't. I didn't realize that Tiger Woods clothing was still like an, a Nike thing that they were doing. I don't know where he keeps finding it. Goodwill. Yeah. Um, I'm just looking down the leaderboard here. Fairness to Podrick Harrington, he made the cut. Yeah. T T fifty for Podrick. Fair play. That's a pretty good golf to be here. And also Shane, Shane quietly played some good golf too. Shane played some good golf. Like for the Ryder Cup, we've got a few sleepers coming through, like Sepp Straka, and um, the the fella on the last day, Victor Perez. Yeah, he was already in the spots, I think. So that'll like probably yeah. is yeah. That'll keep him up there. Know. I don't know much about him. But he Shane, cool I got to, I got to while while on the thing of you looking at sleepers here for the the Ryder Cup. I did a good bit of laughing just before the tournament when you sent in a screenshot of the odds. Oh, for, let's get into this. To, to win it. And it was, who was it? Rory, or sorry, um, John Ram, Scheffler, Rory, Cantley, and then Schauffele. No, and, and you were Cantley like, wasn't there. Schauffele was next in line. Uh, and then you were like, what, why is Xander Schauffele there? And he's world number five, Shani. He's done nothing. He's done <laughs> absolutely nothing. But he's, he's world number five. I don't that's care. What, that's why like, he's up there. He's just uh, a waste of time. I will stand up for Shani on this because yes, he's world number five, but he's never closed out a major, which I think has to play into the odds of of winning one. I think Will said it. He's just a professional kind of T six guy. Yeah, where did he finish? I, uh, but I, I think that's where that's where the odds come in because those odds aren't just to win; those odds are for like any kind of each way. Yeah. So if you're like a shuffler who just turns in results, he will um, win one eventually. What do we think of Michael Block going to play? What's the next event? The Genesis or the uh, Memorial? Schwab, is it? Maybe? No, the Charles Schwab's next. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He got an invite to the Memorial and the Canadian. Yeah. Sorry, did you see the Michael Block, um, the thing that was unearthed where he did a, a promotional video for some golf club in America? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's oh, he so is, funny. He is going to, his life is going to change because he was so smooth in that ad. Yeah. It's probably back from the 90s, but he like, is a smooth operator. Can you imagine that he wasn't getting paid to wear any tailor-made or Nike or anything like that? Like he he potentially even bought those stuff. Like, oh yeah, maybe he went onto the truck at the start of the week and got some new stuff. But yeah, 
There, he's now on you, the you sent you sent a screenshot in of his irons for the week were like 13 years old or something. Yeah. Oh yeah, the tour tour preferred, yeah. So <laughs> any any lads who are going to get fit because I think that's going to bring their handicap down, Michael Block plays with 13-year-old irons. So don't bother. That is mad. Did, did he, yeah. either of you either of you see I should have screenshotted it. Um see the tweet about Michael Block's stats in the California PGA section that he plays in. Oh, he's no. won that that was that the tournament he, that he's won 12 out of the last 13 years. No, it's just his so, it's his it's along that vein of just in the California section that he plays in. Um he's played I I, I can't remember the like the number of tournaments that he's played in, but he's come first or second like 45% of the time. And he's come in the top twenty like ninety one percent of the time. Mm. So he's, he's like a he's, he's not like a nobody a, like he no he's like he, what that was his seventh major that he's yeah. played. Oh, is it? Yeah, he's played in he's, seven. That's his first cut. A, yeah, it's his first cut, but he's played in seven major. It's not as fair. It yeah. is unbelievably fairy tale, but it's not like the just the random club pro drag off three who's never played. It was like, it was like a tin. It, it felt like tin cup all the whole week <laughs> for me until you said that, Scott. So yeah, there there was a couple of things behind it that I was like, mm, hmm. like this guy's won a lot of PGA club <laughs> events. Okay, uh, so it's not as if he's just like out there, you know, whacking yeah. around. Yeah. Um, Although, sorry, wait. what did you think of? Bryson DeChambeau's comments where he said he afterwards he was saying yeah people need to start believing in live golf look at what we can do or whatever and like Brooks is just there like I don't care about live golf yeah. like this is I'm doing this for me I don't care about live golf um and then Bryson's trying to bandwagon on and say you know this is we can do this there's like literally four lads three four lads on live golf that could win a major and that's it did I know, you, uh, but it just... did you see the video of Bryson and the guy in the crowd? Yeah. No. He's like, Bryson's there, like, looking at the angle, trying to see if he's, like, going to go underneath this tree or something like that. And some guy, some guy in the crowd's like, he's like, he's like, he's like, you're not a pussy if you lay up or something like that. <laughs> and, then, and then Bryson's there, like, looking at his body. He turns around, he's like, shut the fuck up, bro. <laughs> he's like, he's like, he actually? Yeah, I'll find it. Essentially, it's like Napoleon Dynamite. So I was like, shut the fuck up, bro. And they never, go, they so. usually never, um, like, react to those comments from the crowd. Like, they probably get yeah. those comments every five yeah. minutes, but usually they don't react. Well, there was some hot mics out there this week. Oh, I am all for it. How good was uh, Jordan Speed? Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, he's just the king of, God damn it. And like, oh, raspberries and all this stuff. And he's like, you know, yeah. all that just won't swear. And then he's like, God damn it. Just hit one fucking good iron. <laughs> I see so many people at home are just like, yes. So incredible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jordan Speed. Yeah. Uh, John Ram was like, oh, was they, they, oh, yeah. there was mics on the tee boxes and there was a lot of swearing and cursing. Um, that's when you know what he absolutely creams a a peach of a five iron pitch in the middle of the green just rolls all the way to the back of the green he's like he's like yeah nice or he's like nice hole real nice hole PGA or sorry nice fucking hole or something (laughs) who was the guy who launched his driver as well I I was there for that oh he threw his driver and it it like landed and went at a right angle and then he had to pick it up I once threw my driver into a tree and it got stuck up there Oh, that was so <laughs> funny. And you had to climb the fence to go climb the tree to get it. <laughs> um, oh, and also we had, a, we had a few shanks this week. Yeah, yeah sorry. Block. Yeah, so I actually, I got an email into my email <laughs> inbox entitled <laughs> Shanks. And I was like, oh, I wonder what this from, is. From about. a listener, is it? It was from a listener. It was from my dad, <laughs> um, who 
like he sent me he literally sent me an email as if he was texting me he said entitled shanks i've just seen two people shank the ball off the tee in the pga one was dustin johnson and the other michael block in brackets so i'm not the only one doing it <laughs> why why is he emailing you why is your dad emailing and also um it's a lot of uh, dad this is so funny but he he signs his messages and text off with f Oh yeah, that's, that's classic mom. Thanks, Dad. Please. Just in case I, I like, just in case I didn't think it was you. Someone had gained access to your email. <laughs> yeah, but if but... I was ever doing one of those identity interviews where you know, if if I was text, if I didn't know, if I thought somebody had stolen his phone, yeah. I would know immediately that it wasn't him if he didn't sign his text off with F. Would he often email you anecdotes throughout the day? No, he wouldn't know. Just just on major weeks. <laughs> I think uh, he, he was just in his in his study and he was like, I'm not arsed getting to my phone. So I'm just going to use the medium of email to, to message Patrick about the shanks in the golf. No, first, first he got his quill out, started writing a letter. He's like, no, this won't get there quick enough. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Dad. No, thank you, Dad, uh, for that. That's good. That's good stuff. So funny. Um, and so, yeah, Michael Block had a shank in there as well. Actually. Yeah, that was amazing. Um. Okay, so maybe now we'll move on. <laughs> maybe we'll move into the also, Ireland's, sorry, the, the last, Ireland's the last, last seventh holes. No? The last one of us moment for me was I loved, and especially because I do it all the time, was I loved um, the backwards hats and JT putting with the wedge. Mm. Like, oh, there's sometimes, I think about it so often in golf, professional golf, when I'm watching it, where they put it to three inches or they put it outrageously close and they have a wedge in their hand, they're walking to the green. And they kind of stop and they wait for their caddy to come up and give them a putter tap. I'm just like, just tap it in with the wedge. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're like, you're not going to miss from that far with the wedge. Although, then the, the bring brings the whole thing is it's also faster because my God, how long did Brooks take to put in those one now, putters? I was waiting for you to bring this up, Scott, and I was also very annoyed on the last day with Brooks marking from a foot out. They said it was literally on data golf instead of foot and seven inches or something stupid like that. But um. Do you know the final group clocked in at 4.05? Well, they're both That's quick golfers. Good. That's yeah. pretty good. I, I, I did think as well that they were kind of like through first six, seven holes pretty quick. Yeah. So that was so Why was good. the pace so good out there? don't know, but that, 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 that impressed me. Yeah, there was not really about slow play all week, was there? No. Like, it'd be great if you could just get every round down to four hours, even less um, in pro golf, but... That was as good as we're gonna get, I think. That was very good. Yeah. Um Okay, Ireland's best seventh hole. Oh, who cares? It's banded. <laughs> we're not going par three, par three. I just uh, I know, but there's a lot of par three sevens. I yeah. are, are there any of them that fantastic to get into the best par threes in our Well, the old head seventh is fantastic, yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. so that's in the conversation. Karn seventh, barely signatory. The one up the hill? No, it's the, the one down the hill. <laughs> Is it? You know, the exactly. kind of saucer, the kind of just basic saucer green, but you're up really high and you like oh, massively yeah. down the hill. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. that's a cool hole. Yeah. That now, cool the, hole. In fairness, some of the other part threes in Karn are we could make a little part three course better than that, even so. Um, yeah, um, I also like the I also like the seventh and Dukes, par five straight down the hill. You kind of um, hitting out or you look out into the bay. I think it's pretty that's good. A, that's a good one. Come on, um, someone can surely remember what the seventh and Ennis Grown is, or Scott Lehinch. Come on, we have to get Lehinch in there somewhere. Someone did say the Lehinch to me. 
Yeah, yeah. Lahinch seven is very nice. Let's get um, let's get Lahinch seven in, no matter what it is. Yeah, we got a lot of heat <laughs> for not putting Lahinch six in. Yeah, Lahinch six is nicer. Scott, can but... you tell me what Lahinch seven is? No, <laughs> I, I can just. I'm trying to go through them in my head while I was talking. I was like, yeah, all I remember real, was real nice, when I yeah. left was was three to nine are unbelievable in Lahinch, and the rest were like, yeah, they're good holes. Um, so all of them I had is unbelievable. But is six is six the Dell or is? Scott, you're speaking uh, to you. speaking to blind lads here. I need yeah. to, yeah. Again, it's I've only played it once, so I'm trying to. Okay, so, also... it's so bad. I just remember. I remember all the ones that I was like one and two, meh, like 10, yeah. 11. They're kind of meh. There was those like meh holes which I remember, but now I can't remember the unbelievable ones. Have you lads played uh, Bally Liffin? No. No. Oh, okay, great. Seventh in Bally Liffin is meant to be a class par three, apparently. Oh, sorry. Um... The seventh in St. Patrick's Links is incredible. It's a big long par five down a hill, and you you drive the ball and the ball runs for miles. Maybe it's par four. Oh yeah, it's par four. It's a very cool hole. Oh yeah, it's it's literally just like a just dips the you whole could, way down. You could land a plane yeah. on it. Oh yeah, it was that tee box where Dan put the ball onto the other par three. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I've got one in here from a, a keen listener to the pod, Tommy Dunton, who said the seventh at the European Club is their signature hole, but I have to say it was a bit underwhelming in my opinion. Oh, it's very difficult. Is it really hard? Is it it's very hard? Oh, oh one, that's a golf hole. That is golf hole. Four or something. Is oh, it? that's a golf hole. Jesus, I think that. Oh, that's for me the best one. Really? Yeah, Stick. like that's such. It's such a hard hole. It's such a difficult drive, and then it could be like a, could be long iron or even like a resting yeah. three wood some days into like a, a real kind of skinny green water left out of bounds right. Could it be oh. our index one in here. Oh yeah. Uh, God, it's such a hard hole. Mm. Lock it in. I like that. Let's let's get let's put that in. Any other arguments yeah. for not putting it in? Just Bandon seventh part three under the castle, but whatever. That is a lovely hole. See, there's a lot I, of part threes, isn't there? Yeah. I feel like seven's a nice place to to get a part three in. Yeah, it's really annoying me now. I'm trying to think of. I'd say we go European club. Yeah, she's in. Oh no, the yeah. de- sorry, the de- I'm trying to think of all the Lynch holes now because I feel like I've <laughs> well, okay. it's on the front well, line where I think Lynch could come in. I think I think it's like a dog leg kind of hole, but I, that could also be eight, so I'm not going to comment. Oh no, eight's the par three. I do know the seventh. I do the seventh. It is good. It's par four, I think. Uh, but although I do still, I think I take the European. <laughs> that seventh hole in the European is unreal. Lahinch is getting a raw deal in this segment. It, it really is. And I'm trying to like, I have to make sure now I think eight is a part three, it's only all right. So maybe we definitely have skipped a, a yeah. solid hole in Lahinch. I think, Shani, I think we need to go play Lahinch and then. Yeah, it's true. Um, are you playing a bit of golf this week, Sean? Oh, uh, yes. I played I played Barton Shield against Castlenock Golf Club. Um, and my God, lads, I played some bad golf for the first three holes. It was actually laughable um thinned my tee shot off the first um left it in the bunker on the second topped a hybrid down the second fairway uh and then sliced a hybrid off the par three third into the water so you're you're, you're telling me that castle knock haven't asked you to move club yet <laughs> no, no 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 but it even just so to make matters worse um so yeah lost lost five and three um lost well i i played reasonable golf after that after i settled down a little bit but um played against quentin crew um 
he was a, a sound lad, pure sound, um, proper gent of a lad, and a serious, serious golfer. Um, but um, yeah, last five and three, and then when I got home, you boys know I love a an old bowl of cereal as a sort of a nighttime treat, and I spilled my entire bowl of cornflakes all over my couch. Like literally, imagine just pouring a new bowl of cornflakes and just <laughs> dumping it onto your couch. Like, how do you get? How do you clean up yeah. wet cornflakes? that have gone in underneath the crevices of the couch and all this kind of stuff just ruined my night just you a bad what? day all around i can't imagine that because cornflakes is the worst cereal so i wouldn't even be pouring that into a bowl so dull not for me Everyone, each their own ben right that's true it's true um but yeah no it was a good experience um and it was cool to see uh, we played against the lad off plus four and plus two so they were three under through 15 we were three over so it was class to see that kind of golf wow. we have the hole in eagles no way <laughs> yeah. Par so five? A par five, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we didn't help both hold our <laughs> second shot of par four. Um but yeah, it was it was cool. It was good fun. They That's were class. Lads. It was it was like a well do you know um like it was a a sort of a friendly banter vibe going on in the match. There was no kind of like uh it feels like they kinda knew they were gonna win. They were kinda playing with yeah, the numbers. I'd say we yeah. probably did too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um but you got a little bit of scouting in, you've got another potential Castlenock match coming up this weekend. Yeah, so we're playing Castlenock in the Junior Cup this weekend, so pistols at dawn again. But yeah, nice. It's but... it's a lovely course, Castlenock. It's kind of really high up um at the kind of obviously like behind Phoenix Park, the back of Phoenix Park. Really nice views, um kind of back over Dublin, um loads of trees, um greens are beautiful, fairies and great nick. It's a lovely spot. They have a, mm. a scratch cup there in the middle of July. I think it's like July 15th, 16th or something like that. We should, you should come back over. You should play it. It's lovely. All yeah, it's such, such a nice golf course. Yeah. Golf, social media? Yeah. What's been going on? Um, Tom Kim jumping into the mud. <laughs> oh, God, I love oh, that. Oh, yeah. That was the start of it. Well, actually, sorry, that was in the PGA, wasn't it? That wasn't last week, was it? Yeah, yeah. Dublin's, Dublin's finest, yeah. Tom Kim. Um, I think he didn't even get near to finding his golf ball. <laughs> That's like, so I funny. Think, I think, I think he, I, I think he I thought think he... it was, I think he thought it was like, he was like, yeah, I can go in after that. That's grand. And he got like midway and just and he was like, yeah. destroyed, yeah. But was he, he wasn't going in to play his ball, was he? I think yeah, you just Maybe pick it up. Do you it, have really. to actually go and pick it up? If you see your golf ball in hazard, can you actually say that's my ball and then drop? Technically, you have to be able to declare it. I remember that Patrick Reed declared his ball into a tree and it realized it was in a different tree. Yeah. So. Um. Because yeah, that was funny to me. He went was, halfway uh, and couldn't even get there. I was a bit, a bit caught off guard by how American his accent was. Yeah. See, me too. Yeah. Exactly. I wonder did he go, did he go to college in America? Oh, I oh, think he was sure born did, there. Yeah. No, he's born in Dublin. <laughs> um, we all follow Monday Q info. He, uh, yeah, he oh, tweets yeah. tweets out a lot of good stuff. He he's and he's always good during majors. But he tweeted one out about Callum Tarran, who I hadn't really heard about. But he tweeted Callum Tarran's college career. Freshman didn't make a single event. Sophomore he averaged seventy six. As a junior he averaged seventy four. As a senior he averaged seventy four. He was third on the team. Um, that was at Radford, a school I'd never heard of. Um, and obviously then he kicked on and he was third, three off the lead at the PGA at one stage. So it just goes to show like people 
people kind of come into their own their own golfing uh, abilities at different ages like so how many college kids would have just given up after that and gone and got a desk job um, <laughs> and i'm sure there's some that should have done that so it's just an interesting like how long do you keep going at your golf career for but fair play to him yeah, yeah. tom kim did not go to college in america just for the record where did he go Ta- so he was born in Seoul, um, and he was based in Australia, the Philippines, and later Thailand for a number of years. I can't we're going into Tom Kim's Wikipedia page again. <laughs> in 2018, he won the Philippine Amateur Open and the W Express RVF Cup Amateur Championship. He turned professional in May 2018, playing on the Philippine Golf Tour. In fact, Tom Kim's getting very close to promotion to my stable. Ta- Kim also goes by Tom, a name derived from Thomas the Tank Engine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, what's his actual first name? Uh, Kim Jo Hyung. <laughs> well done, Scott. That Scott, was well done. Thank, thank you, Kim Jo Hyung, and is um, commonly known as Tom Kim. There you go. Now. So here's an here's a non USPGA take from the Twitter that I saw. It's actually Todd Clements that uh, tweeted or liked it or retweeted it. Fox Hills Golf Club. Um, and they've kind of set up, they've got four tees, like most golf courses, and you play the tees depending on your handicap. So if you're 24 above, you play off the front. 10 to 24, you play off the next one's back. Then single figures, or if your driver carry is less than 220, play or more than 220, you play off the medal. And then if you're scratch, you go to the championship. And I quite like that because, yeah. like my dad, for example, uh, he's like probably like a 10 or 11 handicap now. But he, he just, he's so, it's difficult for him to compete with when he plays golf with us because he's just so far behind off the tee. So I think it would be a very good system to put them off a couple of tees forward and it makes golf a lot easier because I'm dreading the days that, that once we get to our our length and then we start moving backwards, it's going to be a sad day. Yeah, exactly. I've put yourself in, in those shoes before. You know what I mean? It's going to be hard to make yeah, you go the, back. It's going to make you go forward. And the abuse he would receive from me if we were playing <laughs> golf together and that he was up on another tee for 18 holes, he'd pack it in. He'd be like, no, I would just be doing, I'd be Adam for 18 holes. You're right up there, guy. You having fun? I just, I, admit, <laughs> I just think it's a good idea. Like, I just. Do you remember, that... actually, Ben, in fairness, though, there is such a stigma around this. Like, um, Scott, do you remember last year when I think I was with you or we were playing golf anyway and there was Americans in front of us? And they, one of them was meant to be a really good golfer or something, but they were playing off the green tees. Oh, and yeah. And one of their caddies turned around to you and was like, this guy's off plus one or whatever. And then you were just like, why is he playing off the greens? <laughs> yeah, I think it really pissed me off. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, I was all talking about how good he was and he was watching him teeing up on the greens. Yeah, like, does he fancy coming back here and play with us? Yeah. You know, like, so. Um, yeah. I'd like to hit a six iron. I, ha- I have a, I have a report from our international guinness correspondent Kip I'm, really, I'm really losing record of all the correspondents we have now for this <laughs> i'm so happy that i've created this friendship yeah don't worry it's our thing yeah so me and kip message each other now <laughs> um yeah i'm just when kip messaged me on instagram i turned to kate and i was like kate it's official i now <laughs> text pro golfers um but he basically said that such a um, loser <laughs> What did he say? Where was he? Uh, I can confirm that Guinness in Orleans, France, is. I'll leave out what he said, but he's it's he said it's not great. What was he doing down in France? Yeah, was he playing? <laughs> I don't, I don't really, ask him. 
I really hope no, that he. I, I really hope I just... also that he has said that that it's France and that you're not reading out or new like New Orleans or Orleans. <laughs> no, it wasn't. And you just you just assumed he's not in France. Uh, yeah, I actually didn't ask him about his uh, about his golf at all. I just said, "How are the points?" And he said, "Good, but the great Guinness is crap." I kind of feel sorry for him now that he has to order Guinness in places that you really shouldn't be ordering. Yeah. Guinness. I think he was. I think it was a like an able-bodied event, probably an amateur event down in France. Which cool. Pretty cool, pretty fun. Fair play, Kip. And if that just became part of the podcast, and, and where has Kip tried Guinness? Yeah, this well, I think it, I think <laughs> it might in do. Bangkok, and he's no idea. I'm fairly taked out, lads. Anything else? Yeah, that was good. That was heavy on the USPGA. But uh, like I said, I that was one of the best majors I've watched in a couple of years. So. Yeah, here for, yeah. Here for it's, it. it's podcast post major. We only get four of them every year, so yeah. you might as well harp a little Mad bit. Mad to think that. we're two majors through already. How long until the LACC US Open? Ben? Three, three, three weeks. weeks. Three months. Oh, three weeks. Yeah. Wow. I don't so, know about that. I'd like it a bit more spread out. But listen, I think that too. But I think once it comes and it's it's like midsummer, you're playing golf, you're coming home, you're watching it, you're going to be like, oh, this is oh, unreal. We're yeah. going to be in St Andrews for it, Scott. In the uh, in the jiggering, watching a bit of golf, playing a bit of golf. I can't wait. Class. Yep. Class. Class. I'm very excited. All right, folks. Until next week, we will leave it there. See you later. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs>